coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Let's put Link in that tingle costume. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis. Joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Hey, Patrick. How's it going? Good, Mark. How are you? Doing pretty good. We both saw Baby Driver this past week, right? We, we did both see Baby Driver over the weekend. I don't think we are. I really liked it. And I liked it fine. Okay. I, but I really liked it. Uh-huh. Um, though I think I did want to love the music more. I liked the music. Mm-hmm. I don't think I loved it as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I felt about the whole movie, but still good, still worth seeing, still a lot of fun. Edgar Wright is still like one of the best filmmakers there is. Yeah, has he made a bad movie? I don't think so. Yeah, like the closest thing to him making a bad movie is Ant Man, which he didn't make and isn't <laughs> bad. <laughs> it's just non remarkable. Do you know what this reminded me a lot of Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yes, where. And for me, my personal journey with it, where it was like diminishing returns, really mm. loved it in the beginning. But by the end, I, it felt very, both movies felt very long to me. Um, I will agree for like the initial experience of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. But I feel like that movie is, for me at least, infinitely rewatchable. There was a period where it was on like FX or HBO or something where I would just come in in the middle and watch the end just like over and over and over again. I, it feels like one of those movies that I can come back to and enjoy any part of for any length of time and just be totally happy with it. But of course, we are not here to talk about Edgar Wright. Absolutely not! <laughs> we are here to talk about the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Master Trials DLC pack. That's right. The first mm-hmm. uh, downloadable content pack that came out on June 30th. That's right. So this past Friday. Uh, Mark and I have both spent the weekend with it, um, and by the sounds of it, we've both been playing a lot of it this weekend. Um, so Mark and I are both in you know, Breath of the Wild Endgame, so we, I think we'll probably be talking, uh, if, if Breath of the Wild spoilers come out of this, then they come out of it, and you've been warned, um, but we're not going to like go out of our way to do it. So when you first uh, booted up the DLC, or the game with DLC yes. in it, what was the what was your like order of operation? So I guess let's talk about what the DLC has real fast. It has some new like masks and costumes mm-hmm. that are available from the moment you download it and boot it up. Right, and uh, yeah, it's it's like three categories, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, costumes and items. Well, yeah, like armor, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the uh, trial of the sword mm-hmm. and the master quest. Yeah, master Is, mode. I think master mode. It. Yeah. Um. So the first thing I did was go looking for the new armor. Yes. That's what I wanted to do. So when you first boot it up, you get a bunch of uh, EX quests. Yes, side quests. Side quests Mm -hmm. added. And it sends you where to like start you looking for new armor, new masks, and then also the travel medallion. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and all of those, uh, it, it tells you where to go to find a book, which t- gives you a more like uh, a clue that you have to decode. So that's that's where I started, and actually where 
I perceive there to be the most value in this DLC pack. Is the new armor? Yes, or in, in the quest to find the new armor. We also didn't mention uh, Hero's Quest. The map. Oh, that path of the hero. The path of the hero. Right. Or the is, hero's path. Who knows? I think it's hero's path. <laughs> only because that's shorter. Right. And it has to fit on the in the UI. That's So great. I think it's hero's path, which to me was like a, a big game changer. But we can talk about that later. Right. Okay. Yes. So that, that is the, the, fourth, the fourth column there. Um, but for me, uh, being redirected to places in Hyrule that I have explored but not really put any uh, like time or thought into was great. Specifically looking for the Phantom and uh, Tingle uh, armor sets where the clues are like, go to this place where the, you know, where the soldiers gathered or um, to the place where they imprison- imprisoned like religious or like sinners or something like that. Um, and using those clues to go around Hyrule Field. And there were a lot of those places on the map that I hadn't been and hadn't like popped their names yet. So like, you know, there's like a trading post or exchange post, I think is what it's called, um, that I didn't know was there and didn't like stop to think about what the history of it would have been until these clues prompted me to explore it that way. How long did it take you to get all the armor? I think it took me about like, maybe two two and a half hours yeah i would say that's that's about what it was for me too um but for me like totally revitalized this middle chunk of the map that i spent almost no time in on my original playthrough so for me i would say that the big win and the reason that this dlc pack which had like in general i wasn't super excited about before it came out Mm -hmm. uh the thing that really makes me appreciate it is just like you said, pretty much everything in this DLC uh, outside of the trial, of the sword and the uh, master, what is it called? He, uh, we've, we've said both master, master mode. mode. I'm pretty sure it's master <laughs> yeah. mode. Uh, yeah. The outside of those two things is how much it allows me to explore the parts of Hyrule that I have never experienced before. Right. And I, it, how mm-hmm. much there is, to explore and explore in an enjoyable way. Right. And and in a way that you hadn't done before. And I, I think that that's where like this so the uh That's the, like the strength of this DLC, I think. Absolutely. That it's not like I think that it is strongest where it is repackaging or repurposing old stuff and not where it is presenting like a, a new idea, a new quest. So I because so I have found all 120 shrines. Right. And so when I opened up like uh, hero's path i was not expecting to have as many empty blank areas right that i had never visited and the other big win for me is the korok mask oh yeah love that korok mask yeah like because before i did not really enjoy hunting for korok seeds and uh just because like where do you start yeah and like the places and sometimes there will be like an area where there's just like a clump of trees or like two trees. And you're like, there has to be a Korok seed over there. <laughs> right. Of course there is. So you go over there and you're like searching everything. And there's no, no Korok seed. So, and so it feels like wasted time. But right. with the mask, mm-hmm. you go to an area. Uh, you're like, oh, I bet there's a Korok seed there. You go there. It doesn't make any noise or it doesn't like shake. So you're like, oh, cool. I won't waste my time right. and this is running what the, around these trees. This is what the Korok mask does is you put it on. And then when you are... You, 
got to be pretty close to it. See, right. I, I, I don't know. And maybe it's different depending on which Korok seed it is. Because sure. some and of maybe them you if have you're to, like, facing be, it. But I, I think the breadth, and one of the things I'm enjoying about it is I have found that like the breadth of the area where there is the Korok seed is big enough to me where it doesn't feel like it's pointing me directly. It's not a divining yeah. rod mm -hmm. being the Korok seed is there, just go there. It's just telling you within this area, there's a Korok seed. And you still have to search for it a little bit, so it still feels like you're doing something. Mm -hmm. Like there was one where I had to knock a... So it started going off by two trees, and I was like, oh, there's a Korok seed right here. And what I realized I had to do was, as I but I couldn't find it, so I kept like moving further out, and it kept um, indicating that there was one nearby. And what I had to do was, a little ways away, like up on a hill, there was a boulder that I had to knock down and push through the two trees. Yeah, yeah. And then it came out. And so I feel like they've split the difference pretty well between letting you know there's something in the area, but not telling you exactly where it is. Yeah, and it's just it's just such a cool way just for the game to be like, hey, don't miss this. Hey, this is going to be cool. Like, but not telling you what it is. And there are so many different kinds of Korok puzzles that, like, you know, you never know which one you're going to be encountering. Um, and you, like you said, there's still a big element of discovery, even though this mask is, like, shaking and you hear this, like, the uh, little Korok giggle. Um, and it's got this pinwheel on it. Like, I don't know. The the whole thing is so silly. I just, I really like it. The one thing I wish you could do was wear a hat with a mask. Sure. <laughs> Only because I want to wear the incomplete tingle armor and then also be wearing the mask. Yeah, and that feels complete, too. Like, the Koroks, I know they're not fairies, but, like, they're like fairies. <laughs> my my favorite little details when you're wearing the full tingle armor, when you walk up to NPCs, they're all, like, shocked and horrified. They don't like it. They all, like, <laughs> step back. And, uh, like, the Gorons, their eyes, like, pop open. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I was wearing it to, um, to Hetsu, the uh, Korok who you trade all of the Korok seeds. You trade them in with him and he upgrades your um, inventory slots. And he, like, recoils entirely, like, pulls his maracas up to his face. Um, it's very funny that even within the world of uh, a Zelda game that no one likes Tingle. And so you can you cannot upgrade any of the armor. Which is a little bit of a bummer because at this point in the game, um, like for, for you and for me, there's no, like the armor rating is so low that you would never wear them in combat situations or anywhere where you need to like do anything. Yeah. Um, so, like, in, in that regard, I'm a little bit let down by them. I would would have liked to be able to just upgrade them the same way that you would anything else. And also, it looks like you are you are able to sell them to merchants, but you cannot get them back. Right. And it's the game, a one-time thing. The and game the, makes this super explicit. If you sell it, you will not be able to get it back. Um, but, yeah, or I, I wish that they were um, offering some sort of bonus that you couldn't get from something else. Yeah. Um, like... The Tingle armor has like night speed up, mm -hmm. um, and like the Sheikah armor will already do that, as will the um, the Dark Link um, armor, and uh, you know the Midna mask will is like Guardian resist, which is okay, but like the Ancient armor already does that, and there's the Diamond circlet, all of which can be leveled up, um, and her mask cannot. Majora's mask just is kind of like a combo mask from all the other monster masks you can get from uh, that 
dude who sells masks in exchange for monster parts. Right. <laughs> for Mon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't. So I use monster masks kind of a lot. Uh, I like it. I think it's funny to just like walk past some moblins <laughs> and they, they look at you and they're like, what's good? And they sniff at you, but they like let you go. <laughs> um, I, I have not yet tried. So the Majora's Mask will. Yeah, it doesn't do it for Lynels. Oh, but okay. it does it for like moblins and stuff. Um, Lynels are only momentarily uh, convinced by by the Lynel mask. Well, you got really close to one. I saw you posted a screenshot. <laughs> yep. Well, and it's I had another screenshot that ended up not posting of him like pulling out his <laughs> spear <laughs> and deciding that I was not one of him. <laughs> but yeah, you can get right up next to them and like they'll they'll like puff their chest out and you puffed your chest out. Um, and uh, yeah, the the what you know that the the game has run amok, run afoul when it just like lets out this huge roar, like it just it tilts its neck back and it's like, and then you know you're done. But I do wish that all the the yeah like the like Majora's Mask and yeah like the Midna Mask like it's kind of a letdown that they don't do anything new or fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I I don't even need it to be something too functional just something different yeah absolutely um and i don't even necessarily know what that would be um like if maybe the uh wolf link um amiibo would get like some bonuses when you're wearing the midna mask or, or something because what does the phantom armor do is it just attack up or something like that i think it, yeah it's, it's it's some it's another thing like that that is uh commonplace enough that i'm like okay well i don't I can't upgrade it, so it's always going to be, each piece is going to be seven armor or whatever. Um, and, like, all of my upgraded armor is 20 or 24. What's the point of wearing those? Um, but I, 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 I do really love the way it sends you about finding these things and really just, you know, insisting that you explore areas you hadn't explored before. Absolutely, because, again, yeah, I had not, I realized when I was doing those quests that I... Just like you had not really spent any time in Central Hyrule. Yeah, because there's not a lot. I mean, there are like treasures and ruins and stuff, but there aren't a lot of shrines. And the place is lousy with guardians. And in the early go of the game, like a guardian's a big deal. Um, and it's fun to be like rolling around the field and being like, I can fight guardians. Bring them on. So Hyrule's or uh, I love this world of Hyrule so much. Mm -hmm. I think it's such so beautifully realized yes. and just like fun to be in and so varied that I re really found Hero's Path to be kind of like um, really breathe new life into it for me because mm -hmm. I felt when I was, by the end, I was just kind of like hopping from shrine to shrine. Yeah. And that was to get to the end game. And now that I am, have completed the game, uh, defeated Ganon, I have been looking for like new things to do. And so for me, the Korok mask came at the perfect time. Yeah. Because before it came out, I think I had like 85 Korok seeds. And, you know, I've basically doubled that in the brief, in the amount of time I've played yeah. with the Korok mask. And I'm exploring new areas of Hyrule that I've never been to before. Because I look on the hero's path, I'm like, oh man, there's this whole area. Right. That I've never been to, or Whole I went to canyons once. or yeah. mountains or whatever that you're like, oh, I keep going around that. <laughs> yeah, there's so much of this game that I have still never seen after putting in over like a hundred hours 
All right, pardon that brief interruption there. We had some technical difficulties. We are picking this conversation up the next day. Last, we were talking about Hero's Path helping us find new places of this world to explore. Have you been using Hero's Path? Uh, I have. I've been using it to just glide into places that I had not yet explored, and almost always it results in finding a new shrine. I, uh, I'm at 102 shrines at the moment. Um, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get all of them. Um, but it's nice to still have... I, I understand that there are other uh, substantive, substantial things in the game that aren't just the shrines, but I like that there's something very real that I'm trying to collect using the hero's path the i i am going to get nervous when the map is filled in and i don't have all the shrines because i don't know what i'm going to do then did did you consult anything when hunting for shrines or did you just i there was when i was down to 119 yeah i consulted a guide because I there's was, no shame in that mark because where i could not figure out how i was supposed to find this 120th when I thought I had been everywhere on the map. I mean, uh, honestly, even with a guide, it seems like narrowing in on that one. Well, some of them are like hidden, you know, and like mean, where you have to like solve a small puzzle to get in, or they're literally hidden in the world, so you can't see until you're on it. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's there's one that I'm trying to get right now. I'm on the very north edge of the map, um, like north and a little bit west. And it's like it's somewhere in the cliffside. I can tell because my Sheikah sensor in Hira in like the mountains. Yeah, in like the snowy part. Yeah, um, it's in there somewhere, and I will find it. <laughs> but it's it's taking me a little bit. Um, so I, I yes, the the DLC those uh, the hero's path and the extra pieces of armor do a great job of um, either encouraging you to explore areas you haven't explored before or um like forcing you to right or like giving you the ability to um and it's it's a a subtle distinction but i think they're both like really good parts of what the dlc does right um do we want to move on to the uh, trial of the sword yeah let's do trial of the sword next um Trial of the Sword, you can go into the Lost Woods and talk to the great Deku Tree. Or, yeah, the Deku Tree's not involved. You just jam the Master Sword back into the Well, you pedestal. have to talk to the doc- Deku Tree. Do, do you, or does it just... Is it him talking to you, or is it the sword speaking to you? It's, it's him talking okay, to you. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you jam the sword back into the pedestal, and it takes you to a magical land uh, filled with successive series of challenge rooms. Uh, all in the name of powering up the Master Sword. Mark, have you done much of this? So I, uh, I'm really liking it. Okay, but I'm really, but I'm not good at it. <laughs> like yeah. people have been cruising through these rooms. I think there's like so the, it's broken up into seg- segments. Right. So three separate segments. Three separate segments that have like I think like 15 rooms or something each. That's correct. And they're all like, uh, what's the name of the island? Eventide. Eventide. It's all like Eventide Island where it's, they strip you of everything. Mm-hmm. You only have your the runes to use. And then, you know, whatever you can scavenge and pick up. And it just presents more and more enemies or different enemies or different challenges. And when you get through each, like, chunk, your Master Sword permanently levels up by 10. Yes. And there's no... 
there's no like saving as you go. There's no like checkpoints. It's each of these three chunks has to be uh, addressed discreetly. Right. But once you complete the first chunk, you're taken out of it. Yes. You get your master sword upgraded by ten, and then when you hop in, you have the option to hop in. Right. In the like the second section or the third section. Possibly. I haven't made it through the second section. I have also not made it through the second section. And in fact, I was relieved as hell to discover that there was that break. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the first section, you're fighting a Hinox. um, And, you know, by that point, you've built up like a a small armory, right? You've got some fire arrows and like a bow that's decent and maybe even a sword that's okay. but, like, you're using it all on, on fighting this Hinox. Um, and by the time that was done, I was like, oh, thank, thank God. <laughs> thank God I have an opportunity to stop and, like, heal up again. The first time I did the first section, the first time I attempted it, um, I got to... Do you remember the fir- like when they started adding water? Yes. And the... That's uh, right after the, uh, the, like, break room, right? Where you get to... Um, or is that right? I think so, yeah. yeah. And I, so I got, I got to that point and I was being like too precious with resources. Mm-hmm. Like I was using two the weapons that were too low level because I was worried about using something that I would need later. Yeah. And it's more forgiving than that. So I started using my like higher level weapons and it was fine. Yeah. And it, it made it much easier than when I was like really trying to conserve, especially because there is that break, that forced break yeah. after the first time you do it, there's no reason to save your best weapons in that first chunk because you're going to get kicked out it's kind of the whole game in microcosm like right now i've got a lionel sword that has an attack not not in the but in in the actual game i have a lionel sword with an attack power of 93 and i love it so much i never use it I like pull it out and swing it once and I'm like, okay, I don't want to damage it. Um, and I, I feel like the same sort of like fear of scarcity applies to the trial of the sword. And I was being real, like I was blowing up every tree with bombs, <laughs> you know, I was blowing. Got to get those acorns, those baby. acorns, the wood, I would cook the wood. You know, like you can do, um, <laughs> what, what benefit is there of cooking wood? What you happens? get like a quarter of a, a, uh, heart. Oh really? Yeah, it's just like a sweet cedar or something. No, it's gross. He, it's like, oh, it's, it's like you're food. not supposed to eat yeah. this. Okay, um, <laughs> but you can get something from it. I uh, have. So, how far did you get into? So, the second, the first one is basically is pretty standard. You're in a lot of like foresty areas. There is some like water. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's those are pretty well segregated, right? That right. the first is like forest, and there's a lot of like uh, moblins and um, the big ones. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called. Whatever they're called. They kind of look like Anubis. Yeah, and I just think of them as goblins and ogres, respectively. <laughs> um, and so they, there's like that part, and there's also, uh, there's like a, a, a reg. You know, moblin are the little ones, right? I thought those are boat goblins. Those are boat goblins and moblins. Okay. We're right. We got it there. We've played this game for over 100 hours. <laughs> we know the names of the like three enemies in it. Um, and the second half is um, more water-based and with uh, those lizard guys running mm-hmm. around. Another name we're not going to Lithalos attend. Lithalos or something like I that? That's right. I don't know. Uh, Lizalfos, Yes, maybe? that sounds right. There we go. Um, yeah, and the... the So that that's the first like chunk of this thing. And in the second chunk, I've only really played the wind tunnel 
area of it. Yeah. So how I got to the first, like, basically the halfway point, the mini boss, yeah. which is a guardian. And I don't know how to, I don't, don't know, know how, how to do it. I don't know how to kill it. Oh, geez. That's tough. Um, did you pick up any bananas earlier in the thing to like give yourself an attack boost that not enough and there's no chance for me to cook it or i guess i could isn't there a a oh yeah but yeah you're right before that hmm uh, yeah i don't know it's but a great I mean, mystery there, great mystery <laughs> clearly it's not that hard because tons of people have completed it and tons of people completed it like the day that it came out oh yeah i mean i saw someone speed running the whole thing at like an hour 19 and just you know the same weekend it came out <laughs> So thank you, speedrunning community, for making me feel like I'm no good at this game I played for 120 hours. So I'm enjoying the challenge of Trial of the Sword. I think one thing that I will have to improve at in order to, like, I can't even imagine what the third one is like. Right. Like if you have to face like a Lionel or something. Mm -hmm. So I think one thing I'll have to get better at in general, and one thing that I haven't really done in the base game itself, is learn the combat techniques. Sure. Well, like parrying and leaping mm -hmm. and like all the bonuses that come with that kind of stuff. Right. Because there's there's something that I never did in the game, but I see people who are good at it when they're streaming, like do it all the time, where they will cartwheel backwards and then they get to do like a flurry attack. Oh yeah, you've never done the. Uh, I never do that. I never do that. That's just dodging at the right time. Yeah, I don't dodge. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, you need you need to dodge, Mark. <laughs> well, I haven't so far, <laughs> Mark. Mark, you need to dodge. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is where I do, like, I, I enjoy playing the Trial of the Sword, but it feels so disconnected from the rest of the game that I don't, I know I'm going in with a lot more uh, health and stamina than I would have if I hadn't really put a lot of time and effort into making Link better, but it's a bummer to me that I'm not able to bring that, you know, level 93 uh, Lionel Sword that I have. Um, and like all the stuff I've collected, it feels so disconnected from the link that I have running around Hyrule right now. So in that way, it feels like it's not a continuation of the journey I'm already on. Totally. And I mean, I don't think it is. It right. very much is just a, uh, um, and that's my complaint, w or I mean, it very much is just its own separate like bonus mode for people yeah. who have put a lot of time in the game and are looking for more of a challenge, basically. Uh, that's how I'm feeling about Master Mode. Yes. I booted up Master Mode, really excited to give it a try. It, it's a little bit of a bummer to me. I guess it's actually like a moderate amount of a bummer to me that you have to start the game from square one. I'll upgrade to full on bummer. Like <laughs> there's it's I, I had the same thought like, oh, master mode is going to be great. It's going to be a new challenge running around Hyrule. Again, got that level 93 sword. I can't wait to like unleash on some gold Lionels and enemies everywhere. But you have to start from scratch. And I remember the beginning of the game being very hard. Like. I, I kind of don't want to have all of my progress taken away and then and the game becomes much harder too. Yeah, I think what I was hoping, I mean, I'm not really one for hard modes anyways. So that's yeah. just like, you know, like New Game Plus is ne has never really been my thing. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what Master Mode is. I think what I was hoping is that it would be basically like 
where your current progress is in the game, mm-hmm. you can enable master mode and it starts like a branching save file. So you could keep all of your progress, but then it just up like the difficulty of the enemies and the placement of the enemies and all that type of thing. Because I don't really want to start all over. No, I mean, no. <laughs> I, I was thinking about what are the circumstances where I would want to start the game like all over again. And it's a very good game, but like, I don't know, the experience of discovering Hyrule for the first, like, I'm never going to have that again. Even if I start the game over, like, I just, in, I just know my way around that place so much better now. And it becomes a completely different game just by virtue of knowing my way around it already. So, like, I'm not going to play Master Mode right now. Am I going to come back to it in, like, three years? and play master mode i don't think so well also i don't like master mode seems weird to me in the sense that it's just like here's a lionel in the on the great plateau on the great plateau yeah and i don't understand why who's that for or what the point is right are you supposed to fight the lionel before you get like all the runes for the sheikah slate that seems crazy yeah so i don't really i don't really get it but again you know, I'm not really, I'm not one that plays games on the maximum challenge setting. Right. So, I mean, maybe this is, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out like who this is for. Well, I think one of the complaints that some people have about Breath of the Wild in general is that it, the difficulty scale drops off significantly. Mm-hmm. You basically become overpowered yeah. by the end of the game and you, there's nothing that you fear, which is kind of in That's this, where we are, where right, we now. are right now. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that because what I'm enjoying in the game is not the combat. It has always been the exploration yes. and discovering new things. But I think if I was more combat focused, then I could see how Master Mode would be engaging for me because it would have that challenge that I that has been missing from the game combat-wise for the past, I don't even know, like 50 hours. Right, but I mean, I, I think that's a little bit different, right? Like the the game as you defeat uh, divine beasts and are gathering the champion powers that's when the game starts to populate you know moblin encamp- encampments with like silver moblins and that's when you start to just see harder versions of the same enemies populating the same area oh is that what happens yeah is it, it's based on your progress yeah oh okay um and i would like i like the idea that there's one level beyond that the gold moblins gold lionels and if it just meant that if that's what master mode was, was just like, and now here's the the next level of that same world, same progress. Like that's actually what I want. Yeah, I can, I totally agree. I would also like it if um, you started master mode with all of the stuff you already have. Yeah. Like basically maybe they take away the divine beast. Sure. The, um, those powers. The yeah. The powers, powers you get the champions powers, but your weapons, your stamina, your hearts. Oh, stamina and hearts for sure, man. Armor. Yeah, it's just it for me. It's too it's too hard to go back to the end of the game and have to go through all the motions of everything in the beginning, including all the cutscenes, mm-hmm. all the talking to the old man, which was amazing on the first playthrough. But I am too. I just want to get past all of that. Right. 
to the place where you're fighting all these hard enemies. But, but the other thing that doesn't totally make sense to me is that like it's populating the world with these super hard enemies, but that means that they have really good weapons. So like if you're fighting them, then you start to get really good weapons too. So like the difficulty curve like goes up at the same rate that like your weapon curve goes. So like I don't even know that it ends up being more difficult so much as it is just like weirdly sadistic. Well, right? there are some I mean, in addition to the new weapons, there are other, or the better weapons that you would get earlier on, there mm-hmm. are other things like they just do more damage mm-hmm. and they also can self-heal. Yeah, that's right. So their health regenerates and they are better at spotting you when um, you're approaching their camps. But again, these are all things that I would like to do. Mm-hmm. I would just like to do them with my current like character. Yeah, with your current Link, who's already got the tingle armor. <laughs> yeah. Why make me work for that tingle armor again? Yeah, exactly. You earned it and paid for it. But there's both. The, there is. I'm assuming there's trial of the sword within master mode, right? Great question. I don't know. Well, that's the other thing is like even to get like the master sword in master mode, you'd have to get so many hearts. Yeah, you need at least thirteen hearts to it, get the master sword. It's putting like another hundred hours into the game, which is appealing, I'm sure, for a lot of people, but is not how I want to engage with the game right now yeah no I, I i totally agree with that um so it seems like we are all about the um extra armor and the uh hero's path all about that we think the trial of the sword is fun maybe a little weirdly disconnected but fun yeah i like tri- i like trial of the sword like mm-hmm. i i'm big on it for me it'll be a long-term goal that i'm going to keep working at right right it's like a something that i wish to achieve rather than something that i was able to like blaze through but i like that that's like my master mode there there you go um and master mode in in general we say to that one yeah but overall i think it's a surprisingly robust dlc pack uh especially because when the stuff was first announced it didn't seem that compelling to me yeah, and I mean, to be fair, at the time, we laughed at a hard mode, and, and we're still laughing at it. And we, but we also laughed at, a, when they first announced yes. it, a, like, new in-game. A new feature for the in-game map. A new feature for the in-game map. But that's a, that ga- turned, it's a that, game changer. That turned out to be one of my, like, maybe my favorite thing in the DLC pack. Can we also talk about how cool it is that um, it presents your travel chronologically, so you can play it i've done it accidentally where i just like push a and i start to see my path around the the great plateau and then i just watched it for a while to see um you know like in like the early going like what was i doing down there <laughs> like what and then like bah, bah, yeah it bah. keeps track of every time you die and mm-hmm. there's the little like link dying sound effect mm-hmm. and that's how uh you can see me go to Eventide Island, you know, and just like play through and just like go and it'd be like, blah, go blah, go blah. And then like I give up, go do something else. And then I come back to it and do it like four times, then finally beat it. Yeah, that I do think that is one of the funniest things is that you'll see Link die like three or four times in the same space and then teleport somewhere else. <laughs> the point where you're like, oh, forget this. I am done doing this. Um, but it made me like weirdly nostalgic for the early days of uh, running around that map and like just like watching the path as I like circled a tower but couldn't figure out how to climb it and then like going away. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it was very neat. And I, I want to take 
sometime just to like watch my whole playthrough, which is dumb. It's just a little dot <laughs> on a screen, but it's it's nice. I'm I'm glad that that feature is there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do we want to talk at all about um what? What kind of what this makes us think uh, we want from the future, the, like the champion pack, or do you, do you have any other thoughts on like DLC for this game, or like what what we what area hasn't been served just yet? So from the brief teaser that we saw of the D- second DLC pack, and we know that there's some story content in it, right? Um, I'm guessing there will probably be more armor. Yeah, as there's, well. There's got to be more of that, like run around and find, and just like guided tours of areas via armor. But yeah. it really seems to me that the uh, story pack is going to be focused on on the champions, on the champions, yeah, and and Zelda, Zelda and the champions. Right, they're in the key art for it, mm-hmm. and Link is nowhere to be seen. And it'd be cool if uh, all of them are playable, like you know, like it's their individual stories so that would be cool it that feels like it's got the same problem that i have or that we both have with uh master mode sort of that like we're not using our progress at all that it's like a side which is would still be cool and i love the champions and like any excuse to play more of this game i will i'll take it um but i i do worry that there's like if they put out more story content that's focused around the champions and Zelda, which I guess she's one of the champions, right? Is that, does she count as a champion? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, what does the title champion even mean? <laughs> uh, that like we won't have our link, our progress yeah. as part of that. I think that's true. I think that's kind of inevitable. I don't know how you do more story content in the world of Hyrule as it is. I mean, I, I yeah, that uh, that that's you know that's because a great, that's a great point. Like, is there another divine beast that just like yeah? What if there's <laughs> another divine beast and you need to resurrect like a a, a Korok champion? <laughs> just like, oops, here's one we forgot about. Now this one uh, is on the moon. Did you end up getting all the memories? Yes, I did end up getting all the memories. Did you defeat Ganon again? So did you see what the better ending was? Oh no, I have not. I haven't done that either. I only fought Ganon the one time. I'll go back to it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rush. Right. The next time I find myself just like accidentally in uh, Hyrule Castle, then I'll, then I'll fight Ganon. I still need to get the, uh, I can't remember what they call it, the shield though. Like the... Um, oh yeah, the, the Hylian shield. Yeah. Yeah, I've never picked it up either. It's somewhere in the castle. It's somewhere in that it. castle and that castle's huge. Look, the point is there's still so much of this game for us to play. It's weird for us to be <laughs> talking about like, when's the new stuff coming? <laughs> uh, so we... We'll certainly continue to discuss Zelda forever, um, but let's let's move out of our conversation about the uh, master trial. What is it? Help me. Trial. Ma- uh, master trials. Master trial. Master trial. Of the master, master trials. Master trials. Uh, if you have any feedback about your experience with the master trials, trials of the master, master trials, <laughs> master trials, uh, you can. Please send any feedback to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. You know how to find all those things. Um, we have a little bit of feedback from our conversation last week about Capcom. Um, and uh, what one thing that was pointed out, uh, to, we, already, we mentioned uh, 
Anthony on our previous episode. Um, he uh, had messaged us on Facebook to say, hey, um, Capcom threw a little more love at the Nintendo 64 than we let on. So when we talked about the Nintendo 64, we were like, there are three games for this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Capcom had, they never released, but were developing Resident Evil Zero on the Nintendo 64 originally. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, so, and obviously that, that game ended up getting retooled in the remake engine for GameCube. Um, and that's where it was originally released. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, they had that lined up to be a Nintendo 64 game, which is, you can see like screenshots of it and um, like even video of it running on the Nintendo 64. It doesn't look great. But that that would have been a. Can you imagine if there was like an exclusive Nintendo sixty four Resident Evil game that came out in like nineteen ninety eight or whatever? Yeah, that be that would have been so weird. I mean, it was weird when it happened on the GameCube. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So so strange. Uh, and then also on the same topic, um, Anthony brought up um the Resident Evil Gaiden on uh Game Boy, um, which is just a Resident Evil game that I have not played. Mark? <laughs> no, I've never played it either. Yeah. It, I think it's like Revelations where it takes place on a ship. Yes, it does take place on a ship. Um, it's weird that they made a Game Boy game, right? Well, we're, uh, they were working on a Game Boy Color port of the original Resident Evil, I believe. Yeah. Like, that surfaced a couple of years ago. So weird. Just put, put those zombie games on every system. <laughs> put them on everything. Um. Uh, I also uh, had uh, reached out um, asking people what their favorite Capcom games on Nintendo platforms were. Um, Cody Greff says DuckTales, first video game. Um, it was his first video game and honestly set a very high standard. Um, that's a great game. Love DuckTales, right? Um, did you play any of the uh, remaster when it came out? on Only a little bit on the PS3. Yeah. Only a little bit with you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, too talky right too much story stuff yeah in like weird places like you'd be platforming and then it would just have a cutscene also i don't need those 8-bit soundtracks updated with like new music i want those bleeps and bloops that's a it's a it's a hard uh balance to make right Mm -hmm. because you have everything that people love i don't but and you have to try to update it and that's a thankless task yeah. Oh, well, yes. Ab- absolutely. It's very easy to say. Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> it's very easy for me to say. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Alex SJ uh, brought up Phoenix Wright and um, made a, a comment about uh, it being loosely based on the Japanese court system that the uh, prosecution actually does have a little bit of a role in investigating crimes. So my snarky remark about are all uh, you know are all prosecutors also detectives? He said uh, maybe a little bit. So I'll, it's a little bit of a debug to me on that <laughs> one. Uh, and uh, David Huey with no um, no explanation just says Mega Man X. Good answer, man. Good answer. Mark, did you think of anything that we left out of, or any uh, great Capcom games that we left out of our discussion? I feel like we were pretty thorough. I think we were pretty thorough. Um, but we probably could have talked more about DuckTales. That's a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really like the, the Game Boy version of it, right? It's the one I played the most. Right. Uh, all right, cool. If you have further feedback about Capcom uh, and their games on Nintendo platforms, we'd love to hear it. 
Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode of the show. Uh, what do I say here, Mark? <laughs> how, how, do, how do we end this show? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we would love for you to subscribe to us on iTunes or any, I, or we should be on all of your podcast apps. Wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, wherever you get podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this We will right be now. there. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, you know, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram all that good stuff. Uh, you check out other shows on the What's a Creative Podcast Network. Uh, if you like Mark Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo, and 8 Betty, with his beeps and bloops, did our theme music. You can check it out by going to 8 or by listening to this music right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying beeps and bloops. Thanks for listening. It's a creative podcast network.